The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Futures losing a little steam here as some decent earnings results clash with a new cycle high in bond yields. Ten-year, 411. We've got three Fed speakers on deck today and the Beige Book this afternoon. Our roadmap begins with corporate earnings versus those recession fears. Netflix crushes expectations. United P&G also with strong results. Plus too soon for a Fed pause. Bostic says to expect short-term pain. Kashkari admits they're, quote, not even sure that the problems are getting worse. And Jeff Bezos delivering an economic warning of his own, saying, batten down the hatchet. Let's begin, though, with Netflix today, adding 2.4 million subs in Q3 after two straight quarterly declines. On the earnings call last night, Reed Hastings says he's feeling positive about the road ahead. Well, thank God we're done with shrinking quarters. So that's the big feeling of we're back to the positivity. Um, you know, obviously, uh, this quarter and the guidance for Q4, you know, are uh, reasonable, not fantastic, but reasonable. Um, and then we got to pick up the momentum. Um, everything the company's focused on, whether that's on the content side, on marketing, uh, lowering prices to the ad supported, um, the paid sharing, uh, the thoughtful approach we're doing there uh, lines us up um, for a good next year. Um, we still got FX, so that's a huge hit, uh, you know, mm -hmm. as we've explained. So uh, that's not going to go away. Um, but other than that, the, all the stars are lining up very well for us. Jim got a couple big upgrades today. Has the stock 60% off the lows? Oh, it was such a joyous call. I mean, like the old days. Uh, people, people should watch Gray Man. Don't forget uh, Allison and Borderland, Barbarian Zelita, Emily Firefly Lane. David, they was talking about this, uh, uh, the extraordinary attorney Woo. It was the old days. Remember, they used to just give you, hey, uh, what did you like best? What did you like best? Dave, and then, David, you know what they like best of all? It's Tell PWA. Me. PWA. BWA. BWA. Basically with ads. Oh, thank you. They were used by the first, by the second mention was BWA. So there was um, everything in here that reminded me, David, it was a return to the halcyon days where yeah. there was so much great programming. Well, I mean, we talked the last uh, quarter and we, we talked about how management seemed a bit Subdued. lost. Yeah, lost. And sort of had, had not quite, yeah. weren't quite sure about the changes in the business. Very different this quarter. Um, you know, I talked to a couple of shareholders to say, listen, if you believe in this management team, it just took them some time and now they've figured it out. Maybe it was COVID. And you don't know what maybe. happened. Maybe. And uh, ad supported, we've, we've mentioned many times, is going to be a very important component 
of revenues for this company. You know, over the last, I think it's five years, they've had 30 million customers churn off. I know. And so geez. there's an expectation that if you offer them this lower price tier with five minute ad load an hour, not bad compared to your typical network, right. they're going to come back or they're not going to leave. Oh. And, um, because they can go down to that lower level. Not to mention the advertisers certainly like it. You can really figure out who's watching. You can get perfect information. Uh, and I'm hearing they're expecting CPMs of about 65 bucks. So the return on ad could be as strong as, as without ads, and it's a very important lever for them. They called out uh, YouTube, uh, Apple, Amazon, and uh, Disney. Talked about who's gonna get the Sunday ticket. You know, Carl, one of the things I used to love about them was they would say, hey, the more the merrier. And then they dropped the more the merrier. It's back. It's kind of like, yeah, we like this. We like that. I was waiting for them to say, yeah, I don't know, you guys have caught, have you caught anything on that Apple Plus? It was so the old way. It was reminiscent of the halcyon days of Netflix. <laughs> Pretty nice piece in The Hollywood Reporter this morning about how they're going to open up some of their data to ad partners, uh, no longer the black box as they engage a little bit more uh, with Nielsen. But more interesting was their commentary about the streaming industry at large and their view going to lose $10 billion this year while they make five to six in operating Wasn't profit. Isn't that something? Yeah. I mean, they literally are just saying, look, we're the winner. They gave nod to the other guys. But uh, this was maybe the most impressive call from them in years. They could even drop. David, at one point, they just dropped. Listen, we're not going to use the same metrics. We're not going to give you everything you used to. Well, they're, they're like, hey, they're, okay. They're going to stop giving us... Uh, Subscribers, right? Not paid memberships. Isn't I mean, that's incredible. it. We're not getting that anymore. We are going to get uh, a lot more, or we're going to get, you know, in terms of guidance on revenue, operating income, operating margins, net income, all those fully diluted shares. They'll happily tell us. But we're right. not going to, they're not going to focus you any longer on paid memberships. So, does it get you back to 630 where it was in November? Um, yeah, that's, that's for you to answer. Um, well, I, I will know. say it's going to go back to Salesforce. So it was the 300 gave you that two for one split. But, David, they forgot to give you the shares. They forgot to give the extra shares. They forgot I would, to move I would the point bonds, out, David. if you go back, remember it was uh, the 20th of April when this thing dropped dramatically on that first that was, earnings print that was well worse than anticipated. That was the moment where they didn't really have anything else. Then Bill Ackman watch. came out the next day, said, forget this. I'm going to take a $400 million loss and leave. That was below where we are. That was below where we are now. Well, it did trade to 165. It did. It traded. Well below even there. What was incredible? Uh, take a look at a one year, guys. That's what I'm talking about. It has to do with what I used to miss about the market before the November complete collapse, which is that there's kind of a little more high five. You know, now it's just everything's bad. Uh, Yesterday, uh, I was finding there was a list of 30 software companies that came out, and every one of them looked like they had split two for one. (laughs) And all this enterprise software that nobody, David, that sells at us, they come up with new metrics all the time, right? You know, happy customers uh, t- versus unhappy customers. <laughs> Rule of 780. I mean, come on. Hey, you're losing money. Just say it. Nobody wants you. Mongo data dog frog. <laughs> the whole thing's like the Philadelphia Zoo. I think uh, one, Trash Tech is what I, one of the firms trash called tech. it, Trash Tech. Trash um, tech. But there oh, was like a note that. this morning saying, uh, given that Netflix was pretty well-owned going into the print, this is what J.P. Morgan's point was, that maybe it means good things for Snap and Google and Did you Meta. see that? They, how about the city? Oh, this I love this. City came out with it. David, I know you love these, just Tell like me. you love the Evidence Lab. Yes. Oh, yeah. 30-day positive catalyst watch. For, for Snap, 
a 30-day positive, positive catalyst, catalyst watch. watch. What happens after the 30 days? I, I, We're I, no I don't know. It's like, what do you think I am, Cinderella? What the heck do I know? <laughs> um, but it's clear that there's improving online advertising uh, environment. Now, not a single person has indicated that to me. That's why I think this is very much of a catalyst watch. Well, they're on a catalyst for 30 days. Yeah, I'm like, sort of like they're on watch. Yes, I'm on like watch. Kind of like Jon Snow is on Probation. watch. Down Probation. at the, you know, he's looking for the, yeah. Although, well, <laughs> he was on the watch, remember? Uh, we're going to talk P&G in a minute, but John Mueller on Squawk. They're not. Doesn't sound like they're going to lighten up on advertising. In no. fact, they're bringing a lot more in house. I thought that was very interesting that they were being probed. Mueller's being probed. Where the ad dollars go? What I thought was most important about Procter was he just said, "Hey, they, they have with our with our competitors. We're better. We're not cutting price. They can do whatever the heck they want." It made me feel proud. Strong dollar, obviously impacting P and G. Also brought up many times uh, by Netflix as well. The strong dollar impact they're going to have. Continually boring theme of this. Uh, it is uh, Adobe's it is. guidance yesterday. Uh, yeah. the, the outlook for next year would be four points higher, if yeah. not for the for currency. If, well, no, I mean the currency. David was involved with one yesterday that's much more heavy currency than people realize. Salesforce. Yeah. That is, as Mark said in his last quarter, Mark Benia said, boy, I did well in Japan, but the dollar did better. Yep. That was a ba-dum-ba, you know, it was kind of like. I got it. Yeah, it's like a friar's roast of of, uh, Salesforce. Mm -hmm. You did a little bit of a friar's roast of Salesforce yesterday with Jeff Smith. I don't, I mean, I think he was uh, trying to be constructive. His starboard. Yeah, I think he was very constructive. Uh, you and, know, and he was focusing, obviously, as you know, on operating margins, saying, listen, this is a company that's number one or two in everything, and yet when it comes to their margins, they are not even close. Incremental. Incremental margins. Thank yes. you. Yes. But I thought what's interesting about when you speak to Mark about the, what the speech was like for Starbucks, they favor the same thing, higher stock price. They want a higher stock price. They want yeah. a higher stock price. But what, what, what's going on there that they... Uh, that there isn't enough falling to the bottom line, at least in the, in the opinion of Starboard. Acquisitions, and I didn't think that the acquisition, $50 billion worth of acquisitions, and, and Starboard barely mentioned. But those expenses. It's funny, because I, I, I mentioned this yesterday in a later report, and speaking to another activist who I won't name, who's been, who's well, fairly well known, they had considered Salesforce as well, this person told me, but it was much more from, uh, from a capital allocation standpoint, in part focused on the acquisitions. Well, now, they chose not to engage because Benioff is Benioff. And well, just, mean, you know, he's right. a giant in, in Silicon Valley, and you're not going to win. He is giant. You're he not going to win. Also, the best VC, what, one of the things that Benioff did with that last acquisition of Slack, is you're just beginning to integrate Slack with everybody. See, so he's got to keep spending for Slack. Now, I, I know was Slack was a good joking. deal? Do we think it was a good deal? Yes, Did I they overpay? Well, Mark, I think, would tell you I overpaid for everything because right. i got to get them. It was very interesting. He would tell you, look, I had to overpay for stock. But the one that he wouldn't overpay for is the one that may be welcoming back President Trump. Twitter. He would not overpay for Twitter. He wanted. He thought he could get it for 30, 31. We're, eight days, we're, like, we're eight days away. Eight days away from the expected close of the Twitter deal. We're only eight 20. days away. Eight days. Next what Thursday. Kind of big party? Think there'll be a big party at the Prague? Going to have a big party? Uh, no, I think he'll be saying goodbye to everybody because he will no longer be CEO. He wears black T-shirts, does he? Thought it was an important piece of data. Let's take a look at Twitter. Moved up a bit yesterday. There's various reports, but all I can say is, you know, nothing I've heard indicates otherwise that uh, that they're not going to close this thing in eight so days. How about Ned Ned Siegel? Does he get to stay? Because he's no. a really good guy. Nobody gets to stay. Wait, so they all he, go. No, it doesn't matter that he's a good guy. Works as a doesn't matter. 
It's Elon Musk's company. He can do whatever he wants. If he doesn't want them, and he does not want them, they will be gone. You feel like you're going to stay on the platform? Any reason to leave? They actually cleaned up. They actually have a filter now, which takes out most of the pornographic references to me, and I like that. I particularly like the less less deliverance aspect of what's happening in my in my mentions column. We're going to see. We're going to have to see how it changes for sure. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, United. Uh, pretty good guidance coming out of that quarter and talk about uh, future capacity. We'll see if they yes. make some mentions of these wide body orders that we've heard about. You'll also hear what two Fed presidents are saying when it comes to inflation and rate hikes. Take a look at the pre-market. Squawk on the Street continues after a short break. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. We mentioned P&G before the break, uh, 157 beats by two cents. Revenue was ahead. Organic up seven, Jim, but almost every category had volume down. Yes. Uh, and organic up seven to eight. All right. So there was this whisper, and for people at home, what that means is what people were saying, what they really would do, which was that it was going to be a disaster. Uh, and so it was down 1, 3, 1 to 3 instead of being up 1. And Mueller on CNBC, you actually saw the stock tick up. He basically said, listen, we're, we're not having any of the problems that people think we're having. And we're doing incredibly well. He basically just threw cold water on all of the Proctor falling apart stories that these analysts would give us. David, it always shocks me. I saw it yesterday with J&J. These are great American companies that people want to do well in a recession. So what are you supposed to do? Sell these and buy J.B. Hunt? Is that what we're supposed to do going into recession? Go buy a little J.B. Hunt? I don't think so. Right. I saw, I saw a tweet that you forwarded about trucking actually this morning that didn't sound particularly good. Yeah, some of the uh, cancellation rates where they're no longer overbooking essentially yes, is the trend. exactly. Yeah. And plus they still can't find the drivers. But I just think that Wall Street's uniquely caught on the idea that somehow the American people want to sell these companies that do really well in recession, even as their own houses constantly say recession, recession, recession. So I don't think that you can, David, trust analysts who work at a place which says there's going to be a recession, who also say sell Proctor. Because Proctor is what you buy. Particularly when he said there's a, what, a 0.2 trade down? 20 basis point trade down? Yeah. Well, what, what are they trading down to? A Good point. Dollar Tree shampoo? No, all, all good points. Um, By the way, Dave, when, when you come to me with my Dollar Tree, yeah. what they do is, like, let's say there's a, bottle, a box of dots. They take, like, four dots out of it. <laughs> That's what you get? Yeah. When Bezos says he agrees with David Solomon, who was on our, uh, our air yesterday, that, uh, yep, yep, the probabilities in this economy tell you to batten down the hatches. Batten down the hatches. Batten down the hatches. 
Key Largo. Uh, so, I mean, he, J- Jamie Dimon's, you know, out there telling him the hurricane's coming. Jeff's putting the hatches Jeez. down on his. I got to get to home probably Depot. got like get 17 houses, maybe more than you. No. It's a lot at of least, hatches. At least he's hitting, my wife is hitting a new high of houses. Um, so that's a lot of hatches. Well, how about these um, provisions for auto lending at uh, Ally today, Jim? Uh, as the company says, uh, to ensure the company remains protected as recessionary conditions feel more likely to occur in the coming months. Well, that's why I'm not into Carvana. And by the way, one of the biggest disappointments of the year was Generac saying that there's a, a that someone, one of their their clients basically went and filed for bankruptcy. Now, David, the rap on Generac was the grid is bad and you want to have EV. And mm-hmm. all I know is that that was a pre-announcement to end all pre-announcements. They basically had, they had every base covered about what could go wrong. We have less, less residential demand. A partner went bankrupt. I mean, I was reading, I'm like saying, well, let's just kitchen sink this one. Uh, well, that's happening. Yeah. Stocks going to be down 15%. Yeah. They were supposed to be a beneficiary, of course, of Generac. that tragedy a couple of weeks ago with Ian. Do, you know, maybe the, I, I, I swear, I'm thinking maybe the grid has gotten better. I, my lights have not gone out in weeks. You don't think it was just a classic COVID pull? For, I mean, they went from 50 to 500 during the pandemic. Well, there's a lot of things that we turned out, like Abbott Labs today. I think Abbott Labs, the, the upside came from COVID uh, tests. Binax now. David, Binax later. That's like buy now, pay later, you know? About buy now, pay, la- pay uh, never. Well, it's just buy next, pay later. <laughs> what? What's the matter? That's funny. We still got a number of buy maxes hanging what? around my house. I, there try, was nothing I try to fun- stay away from them. There was nothing funny about your interview with those very aggressive uh, scale the barriers activists yesterday. There was nothing funny. Those guys meant business. They did. They did. We'll have a little bit more because I also caught up with Dan Loeb yesterday at the conference. Oh, good. Okay. And I have a little bit of what we discussed as well. well you know what the, the best interview was? And I, I caught some of it. I'm sorry. I did not catch her name at the beginning. That's my bad. Lauren Taylor Wolf. Wow. You like you like the that? ESG? Yeah. On trying to figure out who's ESG and who's not ESG. I think that's one of the great non-parlor games. That's a real. Well, what was interesting yesterday, and obviously the music's playing, we got to go, but we'll talk we about it, is there's a real ESG backlash now. Yes. In part because of something we discussed a lot, which was the fact that it was used as a marketing tool by so many different asset managers that it, ESG itself is still viewed very positively, but right. those who are pursuing ESG strategy. Uh, I'm going to tell you one money manager who was not pursuing it, but, wanted it, but the customers wanted it. Fell by the name of Larry Fink. The customers wanted. I think that's a good reason. Customer tends to be right. A lot of these other guys are like that. Customers often right. No. Always We're going to get Kramer's Mad Dash. We'll count down to the opening bell. Keep your eyes on yields here. Uh, Tenure backing off 411, but you got the front end uh, still above 4.5. Back in a minute. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. 
You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. All right, let's get to a, a mad dash here. We've got a little while till we get to an opening bell, so maybe some more things we can discuss. But uh, what do you want to cover? There were two things that went wrong yesterday in San Diego. One was Petco, where they lost to the Phillies. The dads, San Diego. But the second, David, is an Evercore piece, Petco Health and Wellness, downgraded line. I think this is a little close to home for you. The puppy needs more training. But this is the first time. I want people to get ready for this one. They have floating rate debt and interest rate headwinds. We're going to start hearing about that. A lot of companies that came public, they were PE, they have floating rate debt, and they're going to have their numbers cut off the fact that interest rates have gone so high. So I want people to start thinking, wow, I hadn't thought about that headwind because it is going to be in their face. This is a tailwind to headwind, David. Yeah, I know it's a great point, uh, and it is something people should be aware of, given that significant move up in rates, particularly, obviously, for those companies that have floating rate debt, they're going to be paying more in interest costs. That said, this chart doesn't look great long before rates were going uh, well, higher. I also brought it up because of the Colgate uh, agitation. Yes. Pet food is doing very well, but uh, here they say weakness of hard goods. Hard goods. You know, the dogs, they don't care. Like, they don't like say, hey, listen, we want like hard goods, and dogs won't eat it. So, I mean, let's just start getting to understand that the value of Petco is diminishing because of floating rate debt. And I didn't even get into the Bed Bath & Beyond reconfiguration of their debt where you pay very high coupon in the out years in order to be able to sacrifice in your term. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people now, we're going to be looking at companies that we had not thought about in ages and looking at that balance sheet and saying, that's an issue. Remember, we didn't really care. Everything was 3% except for what was 2%. Those days are over. Yes, having fixed rate of debt is a better way to be. And I want to advise right people now. now, it's a little late. The fix, fixed rates are... Yeah, now, now, it may, now, it's, now it's a little late. Now you may want to make a bet, actually, that rates are going to start to come down. Let's I'm call not it willing to make that yet. Because a year we from have, now? Or? We have Fed governors. I mean, like the regular scheduled Fed governor blast of the, of the markets hasn't happened yet today. Right. Not no, yet. Not yet. Although Is we, Netflix well, doing we, one? We did quote Bostic and Kashkari in the opening right. show. No, I mean, look, the, the, as soon as the two-year went to four and a half, David, it didn't matter what John Mueller said about Proctor. It while Proctor was speaking. It didn't matter. All right. S&P. S&P, right down. We got a lot more to get to, including we'll take another look at Procter. We'll talk United, which we haven't really spoken about as well. Netflix shares are still going to be higher. By the way, we've got an opening bell about five minutes from now. And you can catch us anytime and anywhere. Listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. Travel demand for airlines is permanently higher. It's at a higher level, and, and those trends are just offsetting it. So it's not that there's not economic weakness, but the other trends are tailwinds that are overcoming the headwinds. That's United Chief Scott Kirby on Squawk talking about travel demand. The airline had a beat, raised guidance by a lot, Jim. Uh, oh. Two to two and a quarter streets at 96 cents. That was one of the largest uh, boosts I've ever seen. I, I, I think one of the things that getting from a lot of different companies is. Americans are more savvy about the, what it means to have a strong dollar. 
than they've ever been before. I, I just find it fascinating that people know I'm getting two for one uh, Italian handmade shoes if I go to Florence yeah, versus, I, say, Rockports. I, um, you know, we've talked about the decline of business travel. I thought what was very interesting was his quote where he said, every weekend is a holiday weekend because of the rise of hybrid work and the fact that people now are happy to be somewhere else on Monday and come home on Tuesday. Unless um, they were for Goldman Sachs. Yeah, unless they were for Goldman Sachs. But again, that was Kirby. Every weekend is a holiday weekend, and they're starting to see that in the, in the passenger trends in terms of what had been quieter times that no right. longer are because people are returning from wherever they've gone for is the that, long weekend. Carl, is that what it's like out there? I don't I mean, Razzle just, up 26 versus the third quarter of 19 is crazy. It is. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish I belonged to that country. What do they say to their bosses? Hey, Chief. Well, although the, the Journal has this piece about day traders from a year ago finally going back to their job. Did you see that one? Yes. All those That's who stayed home with their excess cash. Well, I think that uh, there's a recognition that the market's not that great, not as easy as they thought. No, it rarely is. Yeah. Remember when they were telling you, I found this thing, Snowflake, and this thing is going to the moon. What is Snowflake? Well, it's weather, weather related. So I would tell them, global warming's going to kill you. People knew nothing. There's the opening bell uh, and the CNBC real-time exchange of the big board today. Minerals Technology celebrating its 30th listing anniversary at the NASDAQ, the National Cybersecurity Alliance, ahead of its Cybersecurity Summit. So we're going to revisit 3,700 yeah. here at the Open Gym. I'll tell you how old I am. I was saying, oh, yeah, the mineral technology deal. I took a big slug down when Pfizer offered it. And I, I said, geez, that was... 30 years well, ago. Speaking of uh, 30, 35 years ago today was Black Monday. How do you like that? Remember that day? I may have to talk about that in my No Huddle tonight. Dave, I do the section near the end of the show uh, called No Huddle. Uh, I figure after 17 years, I just give you a little heads up. Thank you for that. Yeah. And um, no, I want to thank both of you for being my, at the party last night. So Jim had a, a Mad Money celebration at the exchange last night. Celebrate really the new nice. set. It was wonderful. Very yeah, nice. it was great. Nice. Nice. It, it, it really started was. a fair. A lot of people showed up. You were very gracious and thanking, basically taking the entire time to just thank every single person. I did. Who, I was uh, like one of those people. Who makes you, as you said many times, look so much better than you deserve. Well, it's like at the yeah. Academy Awards. You always get those people up there and they say, listen, I want to thank the gaffer, whoever the gaffer is, you know, the armor. No. I mean, these people like, work incredibly hard. Do. I come out there, I take 130% of the glory. Yeah. I decide to divvy up that last 30. For a little bit of time, yeah. But they are an incredible team, and you are lucky to have them. Um, what am I looking at? I, I, wanted, not, I, I don't I, look do, at me. Any, any, I wanted to talk Tesla for a second just because, uh, we're, well, we're going to get numbers, right? And there is and an expectation. And we do expect Elon to be on. The, he said he wasn't yes. going to stop, and then he didn't stop. Uh, appearing he right, he in terms of the call. Himself. So Elon may be on the call. Uh, by the way, I misstated the 28th, which is the day that we expect Tesla, uh, excuse me, Twitter to close is next Friday. I, I've got my calendar mixed up, not next Thursday. Um, but we're also going to see what deliveries look like. There is some question now about, you know, that given the tightening delivery times, whether demand at all is going to, they're going to see any impacts. And obviously you've got China, which is such an important market for them. Um, you know, they, what is it? I mean, Tesla, in, in the third quarter, they made 55% of Tesla's global production in China. Uh, and that ratio is seen potentially increasing the Q4. I mean, they're making automobiles in China, not just for China, but for other markets outside the U.S. 
look, look I, I would, it would not shock me if you just blew the numbers away. I continue to, to respect the fact that no ads. No ads. I mean, I, I, you watch football, you get the sense that the other guys, you know, come buy a car. Come on down. And it's like Tesla's like, eh, yeah, if you need me, give me a call. And Tesla's just, it, 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 he really has it going. And I would say that that stock, by the way, has been a terrible performance. Well, I mean, we mentioned the Ally Financial uh, credit questions this morning, the CarMax debacle, yes. the Ford pre-announce. Uh, uh, you expect them to snap, circumvent all of that? No, I think it's to be hard, but I will say that he tells such a great story when he's on there. When he's on the call, it's really terrific. But you know, even the semiconductors, the chip shortage is ending for the autos. There's going to be so many... People are not going to be buying cars, David. They're going to wait. They're going to wait it out because things have changed rather radically. Well, the average price of a Tesla has obviously gone up a lot. He's But the other guys? Uh, yeah, and Musk has discussed that. So it's sort of indicating you can't keep doing this. It's kind right. of unsustainable. By the way, uh, used car prices now down 10% year on year. That's yeah, the biggest since happened. 2013. Jim, I don't know if you saw this downgrade of Best Buy today. On deflationary concerns, Evercore cuts to inline because comps could run negative as deflation sets in. We're already seeing it in consumer electronics. So that negative piece on Lowe's, too. I, I happen to like Lowe's very much. I I think that, that when you look at, at Best Buy, it is now the cheapest I remember, except for when people told me that Amazon was going to wipe them out. You know, eight times earnings, 5.4% yield. David, 5.4% yield. Yeah, most people say at that level, that's not sustainable. Right. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. Yeah. Do we do we think their dividend is in any danger whatsoever? I, look, I think Corey Barry's doing a great job as CEO. I think that if, if Jensen Wong's right, uh, CEO of NVIDIA, about a new gaming cycle, I think she'll be okay. Uh, but at the same time, I, the long knives are out here. And it's very rare to see the long knives out for a company that I had thought had already kind of gotten through this whole notion of being the showroom for Amazon. But yeah. One thing's for sure, uh, Netflix is raising all the media names. Uh, you got Paramount, Disney's back to 101 this morning. And United's lifting a lot of airlines, Jim. American, they're all, they're all following along. Yeah, look, United was just, it's like, remember, the United quarter was a quarter that, as David mentioned, you, you thought they could never do unless there was business travel, because the business travel people sit up front, they're really important. They do, much higher, higher margin customer. Right. But again, I, I, you know, I, made, I, I just made this point moments ago, but it is interesting to think that they are seeing higher demand as a result of people's willingness to travel more often because right. they don't have to work on Monday morning from oh, I like that. the but, office. Uh, it is interesting that we're so used to these days losing money if we see something like we like. It's like, ooh, I, I use Google search, I'll go buy Google stock. The one thing that has worked, I'm always on extremely filled flights. I'm gonna go buy United. It worked. David, keeping your eyes open, seeing that you couldn't put your stuff in the overhead, it made you money. Yeah. When was the last time that actually your eyes made you money? I don't know. Versus the, old Peter, the old Peter Lynch uh, yeah, exactly. style of investing. But ever since November, everything you try to do like that is just hopeless. Just, wow. You know, I went to the mall. I saw people at Gap. That didn't work out too well no. for you. No. 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 You got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of uh, 
being able to witness stuff. The housing market uh, sort of confirming what we already believe to be true. Some tough comments out of Zillow uh, today. Starts obviously disappoint. Mortgage apps, Jim, down 4.5. Uh, refi's down 6.8. Toward the refi market, is that's done. One of the things I think we're going to see next is right now the, the offerings. There's no transactions occurring to speak of right now. Because the people who are offering are 20% above people who are bidding. And historically, it's always been the cyclical turn right about now where people say, that's it, I got to go. I got to go. I'm going to, a prisoner's dilemma. I'm going to go first. David, they're going to go, the guy, the people are going to break price. The buyers are not going to suddenly say, you know what? Mortgage rates are going up big. I got to step up. No, but you, you're right. First, you get the just significant diminution in, in any activity in whatsoever, right. whatsoever, and then you get the fall. It's time honored, and it's not going to be any different this time. Look at look at what's happened to volatility in Bitcoin or Ether. It's just it's like a EKG that's gone flat. It is, right. and we know that I, we really have to believe, although the Fed governors haven't said it, that they should be they should be targeting Bitcoin as something that shows that there's still too much speculation. They don't talk about speculation as much in the system as they, they, they look at the food basket. And by the way, the food basket, I, we're seeing some people thinking the food basket's getting better. I'm not. I'm not seeing that at all. Go aisle to aisle, you're just not gonna see it. Now Kroger does make a very compelling case that they have lower prices. And uh, Costco has that Kirkland brand, which has got lower prices, which, which has better quality, I think. But I'm not seeing the uh, really great decline. And it, it isn't like candy for Halloween. We had a figure this morning. Halloween candy's up 13%. Is it? Year over year. That's a lot. Yeah, I'd say so. Although I'm always left with so much of it, maybe I can just do a better job. <laughs> well, we yeah, what kind of lousy candy do you get? I just, we buy those bags and then inevitably they all wind up here in a big bucket <laughs> and we exactly all eat it for right. the next three weeks, right? Candy corn. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't eat that stuff. That's horrible. Do you uh, touch all your candy? Just a little. Just take a it little out of bags. Individually wrapped little Twixes and, you know. All well, we keep the Twixes, obviously. Yeah, we keep those. We eat those. Twix we is don't fantastic. Eat I don't eat candy corn like that. <laughs> I gave away Smarties for years. And, you know, near, you get near the end of the night. It's like, well, I got a lot of Smarties. You can take a handful. And there's like. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they take all. I do. They take all. I do. I do. I even miss. I miss that age already with my kids dressing up. They were so cute. Not me, partner. <laughs> I dress up as the bull every year. <laughs> dress up as the bull every bull. year in good and bad. And years. I thought I knew everything about you. I have a bull cap, bull uh, outfit, and I put it on. Really? Yep. It's hot. Do you walk around the neighborhood? What do you do? I, yeah, kind of a little parade around the neighborhood. You do. Yeah, why not? That's, can you imagine opening your door? There's Jim Cramer dressed as a bull. <laughs> well, Give me some parties. parties. You can't tell it's me. Oh. It's got a bull in it, bull head. Right. Yeah, there's always a bull somewhere. I'm on your. I'm, you're, you're I'm on Springfield Avenue. Away, but all right. Speaking of, uh, there's a bull market Netflix shares today, guys. We've talked a lot about it this morning, but it is up over 12 percent right now. Still down 55 percent for the year. You know, the news itself, obviously, quite a strong quarter. We've got ad supported coming very soon. Uh, to the platform, but they're talking about adding four and a half million paid net ads um, in the uh, in the fourth quarter, and that outlook has certainly helped uh, the stock as well. Uh, talking about six um, percent year-over-year growth, excluding FX, which is having uh, having its uh, taking a toll on the company given its foreign operations and the very strong dollar. Um, in the on the call. Uh, 
uh, Reed Hastings cited Bob Iger's quote from a few weeks ago. You were actually there, I think, Carl, at Code, uh, where he talked about uh, linear TV going off a cliff. Uh, do we have that sound? Take a listen. Bob Iger said that linear TV was going off a cliff. What I underappreciated was just the impact on advertisers. They're just being able to reach fewer people, and then the 18 to 49 demographic is even faster than the decline in pay TV. So this is what uh, is really fueling the cycle, is the really collapse of uh, linear TV as an advertising vehicle outside of a few properties like sports. Which brings us to Disney, of course, shares of which are up almost 2%. Sports, you heard it there. ESPN, the collapse of the linear bundle, so to speak. That's been an issue. Yesterday uh, at uh, the conference I was attending, I did catch up with Dan Loeb. Of course, I'd spoken about third point yesterday morning in light of Colgate uh, and a new position that uh, third point had taken there, talking about the value of hills. Jim and I have talked a bit about that already, the pet food business, and the fact that given consolidation in the HPC business, perhaps Colgate could play a role there, perhaps even sell. Uh, all of that is not things that he's necessarily recommending, but certainly worth mentioning in light of that new position that Third Point took. But I did also talk to Loeb about Disney. Disney! Because it's only a few weeks ago, right, that that uh, that he rebuilt a significant position there. Right. I he's been know. involved with having Caroline Everson, the former Facebook executive, join the board very recently. And, you know, here's what Loeb had to say about Disney sort of when we caught up yesterday. He said, despite their having the great scale, um, their costs are completely out of control. They're in the process of reducing them. They've taken specific steps, which hopefully they'll be communicating in the next quarter or two, and we'll just see the result of that will get them back to their pre-Fox merger margins. Went on to say, because the business has really shifted from, as we know, theatrical release to DTC, the types of productions they can do. They don't need to spend three to four hundred million on something people are going to watch on a home TV. Costs are going to come down. That was certainly one key part of his thesis when he introduced that once again new position in Disney. Remember, he'd owned it for quite some time, sold it higher, bought it back more recently. He's backed off entirely on the idea of separating ESPN, but he continues to be very focused on JPEG delivering on those cost cuts. Well, I, I think that they need to deliver on more theme parks. I'm more revenue-oriented than I am cost-cut-oriented. Yeah. They, uh, are, have, they have a gem in theme parks, and are they really out of space places to put theme parks? I don't think so. Well, we know where you think they should put the, a new theme park. The Land of Enchantment. I'm sticking by the 300,000 acres I found for them, right off the corridor between the Denver-Austin corridor. Have they followed up with me at all? Have they? No, they haven't. They haven't because they're Disney and they spend all their time thinking about these things. Well, they don't think about what I'm thinking about. <laughs> they're, trying to figure out how to, they're trying to figure out how to get rid of that guy in the monorail. One of the, one of the people, the monorail guy, I don't know, that one goes through the... Uh, the that building? I love that. Yeah, the, the comet. What the heck's the comet? The, the contemporary. The contemporary. The contemporary. Yes. I stayed the contemporary with my folks. So did I. I stayed there your, in 73, my the first time ever yeah. visiting. I, I have fond memory. Oh, so wow. My father let me have a turkey leg. I thought that was so cool when I first time I saw that thing go through the contemporary. Wasn't that something? Oh. How about the Polynesian? Did you see the dancing there? Yeah. Remember those days, David? We all do, which is why the parks are so great. Last time I was happy. <laughs> 
When you were at the happiest place on earth? <laughs> yes, yes. And then I did, I had a drawing made of my youngest daughter at the Floridian. And my uh, then wife, uh, Karen, said, that stays in the room. It's horrible. <laughs> and it was kind of uh, a memories. Memories. It's downer. I saw Bo Jackson. That's nice. Said nothing to me. Uh, well, Disney's helping the Dow hang on to a mild gain here of five points. Let's get to Bob Bassani this morning. Hey, Bob. Yes, uh, and of course, we also had Travelers. Uh, that's up five bucks, and that's helping the Dow stay into positive territory. Just went negative here. Let's take a look at the sectors. Uh, somewhat defensive tone. So you had consumer staple stocks and some of the healthcare stocks up. But again, you want to look at the risk on, risk off. Kathy Wood's ARC innovation, the classic risk gone down a little bit. Semis down just a little, um, although some of the earnings were pretty good, and metals and mining. So there's big three risk on, uh, slightly to the downside today. I think the important thing is the, the earnings apocalypse, as I like to call it, has not materialized. Uh, despite the concerns about FedEx uh, more than a month ago, you see the big movers today, Netflix, Procter & Gamble, ASML, big, big company, big semi manufacturer over in the Netherlands. Good earnings, travelers, good earnings, helping the Dow, uh, and Baker Hughes also. So here's a big series of earnings reports so far, still early, but the numbers aren't bad at all. And uh, United is really helping the airlines out this morning. Uh, all the big names, uh, Delta, uh, Southwest, uh, all, uh, American, all trading to the upside. So another big earnings report, again, helping the market. What we're down hard is on macro concerns. We saw uh, yields move up, and so the overall market weakened. But the earnings reports themselves are not bad this morning. So what, what's the story? It's early yet, okay? So I don't want to make too much out of this. We've had 62 companies reporting. That's 30% of the S&P. And I'm still calling it the apocalypse delayed. 76% uh, are beating estimates. And what I care about, which is the overall trend for earnings, are down slightly, but not getting slashed, not turning dramatically negative in any major sectors. They've been coming down in key sectors like technology. But again, third quarter still expected to be up close to 3%. The fourth quarter still expected to be up to 5%. These could change, and the, they likely will creep down a little bit, but no great earnings slash. So look at the S&P 500. Remember, exactly three months ago is when we started to move to the upside because people started realizing the earnings apocalypse wasn't happening and the market started rising after we didn't have a disaster uh, with the second quarter earnings. So we're trying to do this again with the same situation in the in the third quarter. Uh, remember, it was uh, September, uh, was it 17th, I think, that FedEx made the announcement. And we just went from the middle of September to the middle of October, straight down, bottoming at a two-year low. Uh, and FedEx essentially was what started all of that. We out have a situation where, well, maybe things will be a little bit better uh, at this point, uh, and uh, maybe we are starting to uh, bottom. I want to just point out um, a company, Prologis, uh, which I follow very carefully. REITs were big darlings over all the business. This is one of the big warehouse companies. They call themselves a logistics company, but they really manage warehouses. So they reported earnings that was six cents better than expectations today for the third quarter, yet they narrowed the expectations lower, slightly lower for the fourth quarter. Now that sounds like pretty cautious guidance, and yet the stock here is actually flat today even though they narrowed the guidance slightly lower for the fourth quarter. That's a good sign of a potential washout. So remember, these companies were darlings of the cold COVID situation. This thing went up 200% during COVID, uh, hit the peak about April, middle of April, and you can see how dramatically lower it is. It's down almost uh, 40%. 
uh, from its highs at this point. So that's a sign of a washout. When you have cautious guidance, a slight beat, and you don't really raise the numbers for the fourth quarter and it's on the flat side, that's a fairly decent, uh, decent tell at this point. Who knows, but I'm encouraged by that. Carl, back to you. A quick reminder, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Just sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club. If it's easier, you can always use the QR code on your screen. Takes you right there. As we go to break, uh, watch bonds today. As we said, two years still above four and a half. We will get uh, Kashkari at one, Evans and Bullard at 630, and Beige Book at two. Be right back. Geopolitics this morning. We got martial law in the south of Ukraine today uh, because of Russia. China's in focus as well. Look at some of the laggards on the NDX today. Uh, Pinduo Duo, JD, Baidu all on the list. We'll get stopped trading with Jim in a minute. Jim wasn't kidding when he said he <laughs> dresses up as a bull for Halloween. Uh, I said, let's have pictures. Oh but my we God, how'd one. you find that? That's, my, that's the outfit that I wear. <laughs> and it's a little hot, but it works. Kids are uh, obviously frightened of it. Still have a tie on? I mean, why not? I I think people know it's you. I don't like to be rolled up sleeves. I don't like to be out of my tie. I know you don't, but that's a little ridiculous. It's Halloween. You can wear a whole thing. Well, I'm on. I want a tail. Where's the tail? I took the Brioni jacket off. That was a major concession. Mm. You know, if you need a tail, you could do the back end and (laughs) do it together. Would that be good? It'd be a bull's. uh, That would make me something. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it would be. It would. It would be very good. I think that, you know, you ought to think about that when you go next time to an activist conference. Mm, about okay. who you are. Thank you for that. Okay. Appreciate <laughs> there it. There you go. Thanks to both of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's, get, let's get to Jim and stop trading. Jim. All right. We keep finding out who's a COVID winner and who's a COVID loser. So, for instance, Abbott, we mentioned that by next later. But I've got to tell you, ISRG, Intuitive Surgical. Turns out there were a lot of just not enough procedures during the COVID era. And now it's coming back. They did buy $2 billion, uh, $1 billion in stock. It's not a big company. What I like about these guys is that the Da Vinci really does work. And so I was starting to think maybe it's really slowing. But no, um, just the procedure is slowing because of COVID. And now it's coming back. We had the same thing for Johnson & Johnson yesterday when they talked about med tech. Procedures were down. And there they stretched, by the way, the overworked healthcare workers. So these good news. These good, feel good stories. It'll be busy tonight between Tesla and IBM. Oh, my. IBM, I don't know. I mean, you know, got a nice yield there, but that's not been a reason to buy a stock in this era. And I've got J, uh, JJ beyond me. I mean, look, I think that we still see drug stocks perform well in this environment. So I'm focused on that. All right. All right. Good show, guys. Thank you. <laughs> I'll see you Thanks, tomorrow. Carl. I'll be with you the next hour, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern. When we come back, more reaction to Netflix rallying on these uh, bigger than expected subs numbers. Uh, Dow's down 54. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.